Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. It is time for Touchdown or Turnover, backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates, and better service. What was that? Better service. Sound a little, a little different the first time. Better service. I was trying to sound like a Yankee, a Northerner, but, you know. It's kind of hard. Yeah, you completely whiffed. Uh, Vol fan in Charlotte says, can the Vols defense get a shutout tomorrow night? So, touchdown turnover. Tennessee's defense will pitch a shutout against the Bowling Green. Touchdown or turnover? I say turnover. I, I just don't see nah, – I don't, I don't see Bowling Green dropping – 30 on, on Tennessee's head. That that would surprise me. It, it would surprise me if they got to, to 20. Um, I, I mentioned yesterday that at least on uh, Tuesday morning, my, my score prediction was feeling like 42 to 6, 45 to 10, somewhere in that range. So I, I think Bowling Green will score between 7 and, and 13 points, and, and that's because – Everything's not going to go perfect tomorrow night. What? Really? Everything is not going to go perfect. So, so many new players on this football team, particularly, particularly on the defensive side of the football with all of the uh, attrition that Tennessee has had to withstand. And you have a new coaching staff and just so much new, new scheme, new coordinator, so much new that... Everything's not going to go perfectly in game number one, even against a, a horrible football team. So, uh, thankfully, Tennessee is playing a horrible football team to where they can get some correctable film uh, on tape and they can go back and, and correct those mistakes and it won't hurt them to make those mistakes against the Bowling Green because Bowling Green uh, is is so bad. So, uh, just because of so much newness, uh not only the, the attrition, but guys in, in new roles as well. Even the returning players, uh, some of them are in new roles. I just I don't expect it to, to be perfect uh, tomorrow night. So I, I say turnover. I, I do think Bowling Green will, will score at least once. Shutouts are hard, even against the, the really bad teams. It wasn't hard for IMG. Nope. <laughs> against Bishop. Sycamore. Maybe that's where Brian Maurer can transfer to. Then he'd really be the star of the team. Nah, I think he's too old, man. Too old. But I mean, hey, you can fake the birth certificate. Got a lot of things going on. That's fake about about that about that program. Yeah, I'm going to turn over, man. I think it's hard. You know, we get the, the other second, third string guys in. You handle business. It's it's hard to keep someone out the end zone, man. And one play can. Can get you in position to kick a field goal. There's just so many things that can happen. So I say turnover. I doubt Tennessee's defense pitches a shutout. Um, man, have you read some like some of the details about Bishop Sycamore? Uh, yes. About how like they were recruiting kids, telling them they were going to be like the, the IMG of the Midwest, and had like brochures and and um, said that said they're going to be on Netflix. Yep. <laughs> what? A scam artist. Wow. The the crazy part is that the coach had a, a warrant out for his arrest. <laughs> wow, man. Uh, wow, I feel bad for those parents and kids, man. Wow. Wow. And he just now got fired. 
So like all the stuff that happened before, the attention from ESPN. You, now you just now firing them. Just wow. and it was because of the two games in three days. Yeah, <laughs> not not the ESPN ordeal, not the worn out for his arrest, but the two games in in three days. Which that is the worst of the three. But it's like that pushed you over the edge. That. Man. Man, oh man. Just, just, just when you thought that you've seen and heard it all. Wow. All right, let me get back to this text box. Uh, Volga78 says, you think Brown Mauer may transfer to South Carolina? Um, if, if South Carolina knows what's best for South Carolina, they won't take Brian Mauer. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be hard for 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 um, Brad Mauer to get some phone calls in the SEC because everyone knows w- what is going on pretty much in every locker room. When you look at articles during the summer from like Athlon Sports, and you get anonymous coaches on record, don't they pretty much nail what's going on about each other's you know rival? And other, you know, other schools because they all know. They all talk. They all talk. They're all buddies because they've all coached together. It's a little bit different, but it's like Bill Belichick and, and Nick Saban. You think Nick Saban didn't tell that Bill Bel- didn't tell Bill Belichick that Mac Jones was going to be just absolutely awesome in the NFL? I mean, they go back 20, 30, 40 years. Bill Belichick and and Nick Saban. You you don't think Nick Saban? Would have told Belichick one way or the other whether he thought Mac Jones was going to be awesome in the NFL. Well, yeah, no doubt. Because they're like boys, boys, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that happens, like, in in college as well. Like, it'd be amazing to kind of go through each coaching staff and see how they're all intertwined. Yeah, Everybody knows somebody. I'm sure someone on Tennessee staff has worked with someone on South Carolina staff. And I'm pretty sure, like, if – this would be a good article for you to do, man. Get research. Their vault quest, man. This would this would blow up the website, man. Shut down the server with this article. <laughs> you should you should research it. The connection between every staff in the SEC and see who has worked together in the past. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a connection with every single staff. That that it would take me a week to put that t- together. I guarantee you. It'd take me a while for sure because forget even coaching ties. Uh, South Carolina has a former Vol on the staff. You don't think Montario Hardesty can't make a call to Jason Swain and, and find out what happens <laughs> with Brian Maurer? I mean, Montario could make a call to just about anybody, and they're going to tell Montario about Brian Maurer. And then Brian Maurer's going to go back to, to Shane Beamer and say, no, we don't want him. Why are you, why are you doing that to me, man? You still mad I ain't help you move? Yes. Why, why you put me on the spot like that, man? I haven't talked to Ontario in a, in a while. Giving him his space because, you know, he's a rival right now. That's my guy, though, man. So you consider South Carolina a rival? Dude. Uh, Tennessee, where Tennessee is right now? Yes. Everybody's a rival. No. That's not how rivalries work. Everybody's a rival in the SEC East, man. Honestly, South Carolina is the, is the least rival who is in, the, in the in the in the East? Honestly, yeah. Who is the the team you hate the least in the East? For me, it's Missouri. Not even close. I just do not care oh, about, yeah, Missouri. I about Missouri. See my point. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Missouri. Uh, 
Yeah. Cause I haven't, I have like, I haven't seen one Missouri fan talking trash or being obnoxious, or you know, haven't. None of their players or coaches have really done anything to irritate me. No, no, they just. And, and honestly, we should thank Missouri because without their incompetence, Tony Vitello would not be at Tennessee. Yeah, I mean that's the I mean. Vitello wanted that Missouri job, and and they decided not to offer him. Decided to go a different route. Chose I mean, somebody I, else over him. I definitely don't like a. I mean, dislike a school because of you know, baseball. I was thinking more like like football. Um, no, nah, I mean, no problem Missouri. I mean, some Carolina fans here and there, they're a little delusional, but, like, it don't bother me that much. Now, I can't speak for, you know, Casey and Vol Nation and all the people that live in South Carolina that got to deal with they you know, probably Gamecock hate fans. South Carolina the most. Yeah, but, like, for me, I eh. – but, but anyways, I don't know what Brown Miles is going to do. Is Missouri the team you hate the the least in all of the SEC? Mm. Or dislike? Because obviously we we dislike every team in the SEC outside of, of Tennessee. So do you dislike Missouri the most? Yeah, I think so. They just don't bother me that much. Or the least, I should say. Yeah, they don't they don't really bother me that much. Yeah. They don't. They yeah. don't they don't they don't bother me. They don't threaten me. Yeah, Missouri. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, kind of just really even A and M, just kind of yeah whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm so mad at Arkansas and the baseball shenanigans that 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 took place. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I was ready to throw some hands. I take that back. Yeah, I was. I was especially when uh, Van Horn and, and, and Vitello was getting after each other there mm-hmm. uh, on the field. I was I was ready to go. So yeah, that's let me take that back. I. That that team ruined did, Arkansas yeah, for you. It did. It did get me up, and that's baseball. So yeah, I take that back. And then LSU a little bit too. So yeah, but Missouri's in that class with the Mississippi schools and A and M. It's just like whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want them to win, but I don't. I'm not going to be upset if they do win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Kojak says. Um, not able to listen live, but just wanted to say great show last night. I uh, appreciate that, Coach Jack. Um, we had someone earlier that was that was listening to a podcast who <laughs> listened to yesterday's show, trying to throw shade about <laughs> what they were hearing. It's like, yo, man. Like, this sh- You're listening to the wrong show. He listened to an old show complaining. <laughs> oh, man. Brandon B says over under three passing touchdowns for Milton in his debut. Under, I'm pushing. They'll run. Yeah, I think they'll. I, get, I think he'll get. Oh, you think he'll get three? Yeah, I think he'll be three. Touchdowns. I think he'll get two. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the push. If 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 they score like 45 points, that's what seven touchdowns. Excuse me. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, sir, what did you just say? 45 points, seven touchdowns. What's Hey, Ben, I want you to go to your phone. Oh, that's 70. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Wait. I want you to go to your phone, Ben. There is an app on your phone. <laughs> be 49. 7 times 7, 49. I thought it said 45. I wasn't, like, being exact. 
Math is exact, Ben. Yeah, but I said it'll be like 45 points. <laughs> Math is exact. Got me second-guessing myself. You should be. Somehow getting a 70. No, you make Seven it. Seven touchdowns is 49. No, you make it something that is not. I said <laughs> yeah, if, if it they, wasn't 49. I said if they score around 45 points, oh. it'll be around seven touchdowns. That's what I said. All right, Joe Milton, three t- you, you, touchdowns. You ain't twisting this into making me seem dumb. <laughs> 21, 21 <laughs> points. Math ain't your thing. It's okay. 21 <laughs> points. You just complimented me for my math last week. Hey, man, I knew you was hooked on finals growing up. I was just trying to give you confidence. That's all. Um, you got me over here second-guessing myself. 20, 21 <laughs> points, three touchdowns. For I Joe, that you are. For other quarterbacks to play and other guys to play, Joe, like, you want, you want to see that. Like, that needs to happen. I think it's push. I think it's a push. I think Joe Milton will throw for three, three touchdowns. I think he will. No, I think he will. Well, I initially said under just because I think they're going to run the ball a good bit. But even if they get to 45, 49 points. Because it's the same, right? Correct. <laughs> Who's on the phone? <laughs> Who's then, on the phone? then they're going to have to score six or seven touchdowns. <laughs> you, you don't listen. You're over here making fun of my math. You don't you said listen. 45. I, I said they're going to, if I think they're going to score around 45 points, that means they're going to score around seven touchdowns. So when I say around 45 <laughs> points, that doesn't mean exactly 45 points. It could be I think they're going to be in the 40s, which means if they score in the 40s, they scored around seven touchdowns. I don't, I don't understand why this is so hard to understand. It could be six touchdowns. <laughs> no, you're making this something goal. that's not correct. It could. That's why I said around seven touchdowns. Hey, man, I'm giving you It a, could be six or seven. Your housewarming gift. No. I got, it all, I got, I got a couple <laughs> presents coming for you. You don't listen. The next one's going to be a calculator. <laughs> you're trying to make me seem dumb. I'm going to get the big calculator. The big one you can hang on the wall. <laughs> if they score around 45 points, it'll be around seven touchdowns. I don't understand why this is so hard. I'm going to the phone. No, man. we're not going to the phone until I finish my point. Go ahead, man. Go I ahead, Bill Nye. Science guy. <laughs> Under, because I think they're going to run the ball a good bit. But if they get to the six or seven touchdown mark, I don't think they're going to run for four or five touchdowns. Although Joe could, Joe could run for one. Maybe like a... Two Joe Milton passing touchdowns, uh, uh, Joe Milton rushing touchdown, two two rushing touchdowns between Tyon and Jabari, and then a special teams or a defensive touchdown. That's what I think will happen. Take that for data. You feel better about yourself? Yes. <laughs> uh, just tell me who's on the phone. Let's just get to the phones. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Ben McKee, man. I love me some Ben McKee. He he ain't gonna he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna lose no point. He gonna he gonna fight. And you like know him. what? Thank you, Josh Little Rock. Tennessee could could score seven touchdowns and miss a bunch of extra points to where they end up with forty five. So ha! How do you like that? Okay. All right, man. All right, who's on the phone, man? Who's first? Uh, not, not your boy Josh in Arkansas who had to come and save <laughs> save no, the day for you. He's second. It's uh who did? Oh, it's Rev. Rev, good morning, Rev. What's going on, guys? Hey, Rev, did you know that Joe Milton's starting quarterback? I knew that <laughs> the day he transferred. I was just giving you guys crap yesterday. <laughs> ben, did you not graduate college? <laughs> he didn't hear you, Rev. Got a question for you, Ben? Yes, sir. Did you not graduate college? <laughs> I graduated from Tennessee, baby. I, I, you know, I had to do his homework. We had tutoring sessions over here after the show. You, uh, 
<laughs> Sway Event Tutoring you, Learning Center. You didn't say around. I heard around seven touchdowns. <laughs> no, no, no. You said forty-five points. What was that? Seven touchdowns. I said or uh, like uh, verbatim. Because <laughs> I'm staring at my phone right now. I was like, what? <laughs> it was quick math. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! Y'all crazy. Quick, man. <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. Swain. Y'all acted like I, I messed up two times, time, too. man. What'd you say? <laughs> I said great show last night, man. That was that was awesome getting to kind of know those players behind the scenes and, you know, and whatnot. And you trying to get the players in trouble, get, trying to get them to do backflips at the floor game. Yeah, They man, were not going for it. Yeah, he said he can do a backflip. <laughs> I want to see it. Man. I, wanna, I want the world to be able to see it. He, he's done. He said he did, well, like, 10 backflips already in practice. Well, come on, man. If you're doing 10 Try in practice. Try to give the people what they want. Exactly. Let's get a backflip against. <laughs> now, I, I was, I was, I do feel bad. Hopefully, Florida didn't take that bulletin board material <laughs> that I want him to do it in the Florida game. Um, but whatever. It don't matter, man. You don't need bulletin board material to play in the SEC. But uh, I want him to do a backflip in a game, and I want him to get up by a lot of points, score a touchdown. That way, the coach will be cool with you getting a 15-yard penalty. Most important part, man, is he's having fun. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part. That is. That is. It looks It looks like these guys are having fun, man. And, um, you know, Good. they got a – they got a quarterback that's that's loose, that's laid back. And listen, I'm not a big fan of of continuing to, to throw shade at, at, at JG. Uh, I think it's a little excessive. Um, Who? New phone. But the but the kid wanted to be he wanted to be good. He wanted to be great. He tried to, too hard at times and was just very uptight. And you got to loosen up, man. You got to have fun. And Joe Milton seems like he's doing that. Um, and that's that gives you confidence. That give you that gives. Your teammates' confidence in you, it makes them relax, you know, in tense situations. Um, so that's one thing I noticed last night. Just, man, he laid back. He's cool. Uh, obviously, he has the physical tools. He's been blessed with that. Um, but he's laid back. He's cool. Uh, he's humble. So looking forward, how to, looking forward to seeing how that's going to benefit him on the football field and his team on the football field. He sounded confident in his abilities last night. He's trying to brag too much on himself. You know, he's really holding back. But you – you can tell he he knows what he can do. Yeah, he wouldn't talk about himself. That's for sure. Uh, what I, I think one thing that was you know glaringly obvious last night, which which makes me excited for Joe, is he has no idea about the Tennessee traditions at all. And I think tomorrow night's gonna blow him away. I really do. Yep. Yep. Now you you you're right about that, man. He is uh he is gonna learn today, Rev. Yes. What? What's eight times nine? Eight times nine? Didn't do it quick I'm enough. I'm a truck driver, man. I don't get paid to be smart. You don't want to get paid to be smart. No, you don't got to write get... like 50 articles a week. No, no, no. Me, I get paid to drive. That's no. all I get paid to do. <laughs> I, I don't get paid to do math. So don't, I don't try to turn this around. Smart. You already <laughs> messed up. You don't point. want to. You can't even do eight hey. times nine off the top of your head. It's 72. <laughs> According to my calculator. Why do I care about that? I don't get paid to do math. You know, you're, you're the one that got. You know, you're, on you're the one that went there with a big old college degree. All right, not me. <laughs> I didn't take math at Tennessee. <laughs> I went to technical path in high school. Matter of fact, I didn't even graduate. I don't think I've passed algebra one. I got a, I got an A in stats. Does that count? It's, it does count. It's all hey, good, uh, Rev. I count my money just like. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, yeah. uh, from, when he giving money to Big Worm. I, you know, I'm not a count either sometimes, so it's all good. I got an Excel spreadsheet telling me to do my math. <laughs> there it is. That's, that's all you need. That's what I do. I just plug in numbers. It just does everything. I'm going to start calling me. you then next time I need to multiply something oh, or divide. Hey, there we go. See, I have a app on my phone called a calculator. <laughs> there it is. That's all you need. I got you. I, I got you, man. If you, if you need help, I got you. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, where's him season tickets at, Wayne? Right here. What section? Uh, uh, Chancellor. No, they they over on another desk. I have to go check them out and see. So I don't know. I'll talk off top of my head, but I got them right here. I'm I'm going to attend my first Tennessee game since 2013 Vanderbilt. Oh man! Tomorrow night, and I splurged. I bought uh, tickets in the U section. Oh, you fancy! So, anyways, boys, I'm gonna get off here. Great show. Love listening to you guys. Much love. Have a great day. Go hey, Vols. You too, man. Be careful on the road. Josh in Arkansas. There it is. Josh, good morning. Morning. Hey, good morning, sir. I wanted to do a, a Vol storm impersonation real quick. <clears throat> Get my throat clear a little Let bit me here. turn the volume. Are you going to yell? Donnie turns the volume down. Have you seen my oh, yeah. movies? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do your Samuel Jackson impersonation. Wayne? That's perfect. Guys, we are Jason Swain days away from football time in Tennessee. I'm pumped. Who? Yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped for Michael Pilardi days for sure. <laughs> Jason Swain days, man. I'm pumped. So, two quick questions. I'm going to hop off here. I got to go into work. But uh, they're for both sides of the ball. I was looking at some Tim Banks comments on ball calls, and I love what he said. He said, uh, for those who, who didn't listen to the ball calls, he, he was talking about defense and, and having to go against quick offenses like ours and he, he spoke on benefits of I guess having that in their own backyard being able to practice with them so they're prepared <clears throat> but he mentioned um, you know nine times out of ten the defense messes up uh, before the offense makes the play so I thought that was really intelligent really smart a, a, a good way to dumb down um, something that may be difficult to grasp for people like myself it is a very good point but he also talked about like defense what people want to see when they're looking at our defense, and he mentioned, um, you know, some aggressive players, but that love to play and, and their sound. And so, my quick question on defense was: um, the players that are kind of in this 2023 or 2022 recruiting class, who are some players that epitomize, you know, what Tim Bakes is looking for uh, in a defensive player? And then on the offensive side of the ball, Ben, I'm with you, man. I think he'll he'll throw. I think Milton will throw for two touchdowns, uh, but I, I think uh, right and Small are going to have some rushing touchdowns to get another quarterback in before Milton can throw for a third. So that said, offensively, who's going to be How our second string quarterback that plays? <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on them seven buddies, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the, the approximate math mm-hmm. on the go. Mm-hmm. Hey, like I, I gave you a technical out, brother. They can miss a bunch of, uh, bunch of PATs and then still have 45 after seven. So Exactly. We hey, we can we can we can drop sixty points if we miss three PATs. The conversation will be about the kicker on Monday. <laughs> yep, I can tell you that on right Friday. now. On Friday, yeah, on Friday. All right, uh, thanks for the phone call, Josh. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, the twenty twenty two guys and twenty twenty three recruits on defense. Um, ben, you I know you talk to the recruits and probably have more of a pulse of recruiting than me. Um, 
So, I mean, I don't know if there's anyone worth worth mentioning on, on defense to answer Josh's question um, about, you know, the type of players defensively Tim Banks is looking looking for or looking at. I know Tennessee is is um, after some corners mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, Austin uh, mentioned those yesterday. Uh, Ephesians Prysock, who uh, plays for the Clausens out there in Cali. Uh, he is, is one that uh, Tennessee is after. Andre Stewart from uh, North Cobb High School in Kennesaw, Georgia. He's committed uh, to Kentucky. Jeremiah Caldwell, he's from Michigan. He camped here over the summer. Actually grew up with Kamal Haddon. Uh, he was committed to Kentucky at one point, but decommitted at the beginning of of August. Those are kind of the DBs that that they are after at, at the moment. But uh, there, there's, I mean, I could sit here and, and list off individual players all day long. Walter, Walter Nolan, obviously somebody along the defensive line uh, that they that they really want at at linebacker. They want Joshua Josephs, but. The way Austin made it sound, sounds like Georgia's on the verge of offering, and, and that could be a, a game changer. Uh, Carlton Madden Jr., he's from Georgia as well uh, and already has a Georgia offer and looks like uh, he's saying all the right things when it comes to having an open recruitment, but kind of feels like Georgia there. So th- there are individual players that we could talk about. But I have noticed to Josh's phone call that every recruit that I talk to Tennessee talks to them about how they like how versatile that that player is and that that player can do so many different things within the position that he plays. And and you've already seen it with the commitments that they already have. Elijah Herring, the outside linebacker uh, from Riverdale High School there in, in Murfreesboro, he is very versatile, plays, plays the edge in a 3-4 uh, scheme and – routinely rushes the quarterback, uh, but with his size and athleticism, uh, he can pretty much do anything and has been clocked at uh, a 4-5 in the 40. He he can run. Uh, and I mentioned that he primarily plays on the edge, but Tennessee has mentioned using him as an inside linebacker and an edge rusher in some situations. So he is a versatile guy. Caleb Perry, the, the recent commitment uh, on August 17th that Tennessee got out of out of Kentucky, uh, he's a guy that plays everything uh, for his for his high school. As a junior last year, he lined up at at linebacker and safety on defense, helped out on offense, playing part time at running back, quarterback, and, and receiver. So uh, that's been the common theme that I've I've picked up on uh, in, in talking to these recruits and looking into the, to the different prospects that that Tennessee offers. Uh, it's also on the offensive side of the ball as well, not just the the defensive side of the ball is that they truly look for for players that can be versatile and do many different things within their position group not just labeled as just an inside linebacker but uh, a guy who is primarily an inside linebacker but on third down if we want him to get out after the quarterback we can line him up on the edge and, and let him get after it or vice versa as I just mentioned uh, a moment ago uh, with with Caleb Herring is I mean, he plays on the edge most of the time, but can line up at inside backer. So we, we've seen that in the secondary as well. Corners that can play safety, safeties that can play, you know, in the slot at nickel or, or even play corner. Uh, they're, they're really harping on, on versatility. And with today's day of college football and offenses being so athletic and spread out and fast-paced, you have to have a bunch of 
versatile athletic guys that that can do a bunch of different things so you're not pigeonholed into only doing one thing dang how about that josh you went in for a little sip at the water fountain you got the whole fire hydrant from ben man what an answer take that for data there you go ben i like that how you like how you like them them touchdowns yeah 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 i like that information that was good right there how many touchdowns did i score during that answer uh six and a half six and a half It'd it'd be about Thirty-eight points. Uh, <laughs> get the get the rusty. Rusty, good morning. That's not even close to being right either. I know. Seven times six and a half would be forty-five. <laughs> I'm getting a rusty. Thirty-eight would be five and a half. Come on, man. I ain't going there, man. You gonna make my you gonna make my calculator. <laughs> no, out. you gonna make me look dumb. I'm gonna make you look you dumb. You gonna make my phone yeah, sh- shut off, man. Yeah. Ben, I think that's what Swain was doing. He he was being ironic. I don't think he was. I think he was being serious. <laughs> he was. Hey, <laughs> he man, said so it with a serious look Swain, on his face. Swain was was being low key throwing shade at the kickers <laughs> and saying we're going to miss four extra points. No nah, man, no. I'm I love just, the kickers. I'm just pulling them down with me mm-hmm. as I as I burn and in, in my stupidity. I love the kickers, man. Especially, no, I think the, especially like No, I mean I'm just saying it's, it's, it was being like trying to like. Subtly tell us that our kickers are going to be bad. This you year. know, you know, Ben ain't doing that, man. No, Ben got a tattoo that says "Pu baby." Pu. I even got like a on his right booty cheek. <laughs> it's my left, but <laughs> I've got "Pu" on my left cheek and special teams "You" on my right cheek and kicker "You" underneath on his lower back. No, I, I honestly you got power T like a tramp stamp. Rusty, I have no idea how Tennessee's kickers. Are I know. going to do what does the depth chart say? Chase McGrath or Toby Wilson? I mean, yep. I mean, Toby Wilson looked good in his limited time last year. I think he did miss one extra point, if I remember correctly. Um, or maybe he was perfect. I can't remember. But uh, Chase McGrath was was a really efficient kicker at USC until injuries kind of got in the way, and Toby Wilson just haven't seen a ton from him. So I honestly don't know what to expect. Uh, from from the kicker position. Definitely feels different than last year when, when we felt like Brent Samaglia was going to have a great year and he struggled at times. So who knows? Where is he at? Such a – Georgia Tech. <laughs> such a, a, a fickle a fickle position. Yeah. He trained. So are you guys is, – is seven touchdowns really what you're expecting tomorrow night? Uh, Six, yeah. seven touchdowns in that ballpark? Uh, I'm actually expecting more. I'm in the 40s. That, that's, that's my expectation. I'm just I'm with Swain. I'm because I I guess I assume and I maybe I should ask. Don't do you guys feel like we're gonna play the the tempo that, that Heupel normally played everywhere he's been? I mean we're gonna play really, really yes. fast. I mean the ball game's gonna be over about one AM. <laughs> I mean I And there's gonna be just tons of possessions. I expect them to do what they've been working on. I expect them to do what Josh yeah. Heupel has done, you know, everywhere he's been. Um, you know, when he's been the head coach. And that's yeah. one play, Central Florida, the last three years. They put up a lot of points and put up a lot of plays uh, in the course of a football game. I'm expecting to see that tomorrow night. I, I, I assume we're going to have the ball, because of how fast we'll play, like probably eight times a half. We'll I think have eight, eight, eight possessions a half, which means we would only score seven times out of 16 possessions. Seven I, touchdowns out of 16 possessions would be really bad, I would think, against Bowling Green. Yeah, maybe. I think it'll come down to – how how much does does Josh Heupel want to keep his foot on the pedal? That's why I say in the 40s. I, I don't think they finish yeah, get, in the 40s that. because they're inefficient. 
I think they're 40 in the 40s because Josh Heupel takes his, his foot off the gas. Well, you know, according to most of the fan or a lot of his fan base is out there yelling and screaming and acting a fool since Heupel made the announcement on Monday, you know, we're going to get better on offense whenever 15's on the field. So, <laughs> you know, if you listen to them, we're liable to score more points. Yeah, but if if fifteen comes in, I I feel bad for him because that sorry. that probably means that the second team offensive line is in and oh boy. Hey, I I'm just I'm just being kind of a jerk to to a lot of the people that came out mad about the announcement on Monday. I, I can't wait seven play. I'm fired up for this kid. I thought he was brilliant last night, Swain. Y'all y'all love the show, and and I I couldn't I couldn't get enough of how respectful and humble and team-oriented Joe was. It, it was a beautiful thing to see, and, and Cade was awesome as well. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, Russia, thank you so much for the, for the phone call, my you friend. You bet. To go right back to the phones. Steve and Raleigh. Steve and Raleigh, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Man, wonderful, wonderful. How are you, sir? Uh, very excited that we're getting back to uh, football season, man. It, it, it's wonderful. But I, I will tell you this. I am cautiously optimistic about how we're going to do this year. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, I think we've all got a little bit of battered ball syndrome yeah. uh, from the last several years of uh, the first game with the first coach and all that other stuff. Um, I don't think that we're going to have this fantastic, uh, like we've uh, you know been locked into the program success tomorrow, I think it's going to be a closer game, and I don't think it's going to be as high scoring because we're going to be knocking the rust off and getting familiar with everything in a game situation. So I think we're going to end up with a score of something like 31-14, 31-17. That's what I think we're going to end up seeing, which would be fine. It'll be a victory. I just don't think we're going to have that big blowout everybody's looking at. If that happens, I'm taking Ben's mattress off the U-Haul truck and I'm burning it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm burning Ben's mattress. Yeah, I I, I would be very uh, concerned moving forward if, if that's the, the the final score. I agree with what you're saying, Steve, about being cautiously optimistic for the season. I just think Bowling Green is is so bad that if it is a 31 to 17 type of game. Uh, which would be four touchdowns and a field goal for Tennessee. Uh, I, I, <laughs> and uh, just two, now, two, huh? two touchdowns and a field goal for Bowling Green. I, I, I think well, that, that would be a big concern going forward, even well, you more know, so. If you look at uh, previous history, when we had that opening game where the uh, team was supposedly greatly inferior, and I'll just say Georgia State. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, you know, they, they – a lot more than met the eye when they came in, you know? And uh, I just see the possibility of, uh, you know, we, we've got these grand designs. And listen, I think, honestly, I think the team is going to get better with every game this year. And I think by the end of the year, we should put 60 or 70 on Vanderbilt, which will be fine. I just don't see it coming out of the box, you know? I, I just think it's going to be a slow, gradual, you know, we got a... a you know, there's some other people with battered ball syndrome, and they're on the team. You know, so I think we got a little bit of a funk to come out of. But I, I mean, I, I think we got a great coaching staff, and I think our players are good. We just don't have the depth we need. But I think once we add some players, once we get uh, you know over the coming years, and you know this season, 
long as they get some experience and get used to the system and see how it's supposed to work and get some confidence, I, I think we'll do better and better each game as we go along. And I think, you know, the Florida game could be a, you know, real test. You know, I, I think we could actually perhaps pull that one off. But I guess we just got to cross our fingers, hope, see how it goes. I don't know. I don't know about that phone call, Steve. I love you, but that phone call it made me feel good. <laughs> Kid Steve, he's, he's right about man. I'm not letting Georgia I'm not letting State. Georgia State affect me like it is affecting other folks. I like I understand it's fresh. It happened, you know, just two years ago. I, I get it, um, but man, how many times have Tennessee opened the season and handled business against an inferior team? And so I'm not letting that one game. Make me look at Bowling Green, who is absolutely terrible. Yes, and be like, ah, you know, I see thirty-one fourteen. Nah, man, I don't, see, I don't, I don't see that, man. And I, and I think Austin Price hit the nail on the head yesterday when he said that this, this fan base, this program needs a spanking. Yes, like we need to deliver the spanking. We've been. You know, we've been receiving the spanking. It's time to deliver it. I think this fan base needs a blowout type of win where, I mean, it's just a thrashing. Like, that it, that would feel like a cleansing. I would uh, like to see Heupel keep his foot on the pedal for three quarters. Yeah, that's what I want to see, man. Forget all that buddy-buddy friend stuff, culling at uh, midfield, what coaches like to do. I want to see, like, I want to see um, Heupel handle business, keep the foot on the gas. Um and you can do that in three quarters. You, you don't have to have the foot on the gas in, in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go and, and you're up by 50. Yeah, no, for sure. Which would be seven touchdowns and a two-point conversion somewhere along the way. Yeah, for sure. 865-255-03. Be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. Hey there, Swain event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? 
I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. It's time for Attaboy here on the program. We'll be highlight positivity. Attaboy is brought to you by Irish Networks. 90 days, no payment for business internet. IrishNetworksUSA.com. All right, Ben. What we got for Attaboy, man? Let's highlight some positivity today. That's right. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but have to give today's Attaboy to Jawan Jennings. First and foremost, and I'm going to put Jalen Hurd in that same breath. I understand yeah. if some... Don't want to, but I am going to choose Joy and put Jalen Hurd in that same breath. Both of them make the San Francisco 49ers 53-man roster. Very cool 
uh, especially for Jawan after being a seventh round pick. Was it? Was it yep. sixth or seventh? Seventh. Seventh round pick, and uh, would be really cool to see him have a successful NFL career. It would be really cool to see that. So, add a boy to those guys. Josh Dobbs wasn't cut. Yeah, let's go, Dobbs. So, hopefully, that remains the case because they put him on the reserved injury list. So, he's he suffered like turf toe in the final game of preseason or or some type of lower extremity injury, <laughs> and uh, he's he's been placed on on the injured list or whatever the NFL calls it. Uh, so hopefully he'll he'll remain with the team when he returns from that injury because Steelers have three quarterbacks, Big Ben, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins. If if Dobbs wasn't – if Dobbs had not gotten hurt, he, he probably would have gotten cut, unfortunately. So maybe uh, – Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins gets hurt before <laughs> Dobbs comes back, and Dobbs can can flip spots uh, with with them. Nigel Warrior got cut. That was that was tough to see. Uh, apparently, he was having a really good camp with that awful team there in Baltimore. Had been playing some corner. Had been playing some some corner, uh, but got cut. And I, I don't imagine that he'll be a free agent for long. He'll he'll end up on a practice team and. Uh, if all goes well, I, I bet he'll get an opportunity at, at some point this season. Bryce Thompson also placed on, on the injured list there for the Saints. So kind of cut, but wasn't cut. Uh, still with the Saints organization. So uh, some positive developments for, for Tennessee football as it relates to the NFL yeah. yesterday. More guys in the league. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we would agree Bryce Thompson probably could have used another year, but – uh, you certainly understand why somebody wants to go and pursue uh, their goals um, in the middle of a transition, um, new coach, all that good stuff. But man, he would have been, um, man, he, he would have been, he would have been really good here uh, under this new culture, and would have had time to develop a little bit more. But he'll be okay. Um, he'll be he'll be just fine. He's too good of an athlete, um, too good of a football player. If he just Stays focused and stays out of trouble. He'll be just fine and should be in the league for for a long time. So, uh, but add a boy to Jawan Jennings for uh, securing that spot. That is huge, huge, huge. Uh, we'll be joined by Tom Hart here at nine thirty, who is calling the game um, tomorrow. Man, you know the first question. How quick, Tom, are you going to get the dead end barbecue? Tom Hart loves him some dead end barbecue. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because uh, Tom didn't get it, didn't get to get out on the road last year. Yeah, man, he had to stay in his house. Yeah. Call out the game, so nobody's happier. <laughs> Tom Hart, that is to, to get out and great first question. I will have to ask him what his go to is uh, as well. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, Friday, <clears throat> Friday, um, we we would love to uh, break bread with those who are still uh, that's going to be in town. So Thursday's going to be crazy. I mean, Thursday's going to be really crazy and probably hard to do it. Uh, so Friday, Friday around eleven eleven thirty, 
Um, we're going to be at Dead End Barbecue. So uh, as people are checking out of their hotels, that's a, a great timing. So don't, don't eat breakfast. Um, and then it's a great time for us because um, we'll be still running off adrenaline from the show. And uh, if we wait Maybe. too long, we, we might be asleep. <laughs> yeah, we, we get, so. Dead End opens at 11. I, I'm, I'm going to be there at 11 because yeah. it, it won't be too much <laughs> longer yeah. after that I crash. Yeah, so uh, Friday – um, eleven, eleven thirty. You know, if you if you guys want to join us, man, please let us know, and you know, we'll 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 get some tables together, and uh, we'll have a Swain event shindig and break some bread together, man. It'd be great to do that. It's one thing I love about football season is being able to connect with everyone coming into town. Um, Biggie eighty nine says, "When do the new Pegasus Tennessee shoes drop?" Uh, that's today, actually. I know they are at Alumni Hall today. And uh, Joe Milton had them on last night. He did, huh? First thing I noticed when he walked up was, dang, uh, you a big old boy. Second was, yo, you got the new Pegasus on. They sweet. So, uh, But th- didn't notice his chain. No, I did not notice his chain, man. Did not see that at all. Um Volunteer Jack says, the only thing I agree with Steve Spurrier on is when he said, it's my job to score and it's the other team's job to stop us. I say break the scoreboard Thursday. It's the other team's job to stop us. Hashtag GBO. Yeah, you know, I agree about 90% of that. Um, you know, when you're up in a team and you start, you start trying to humiliate a team, that's when I think you put your players at risk of injury. Because that's when you start getting cheap shots and things like that. So, um, you know, you want to you want to you want to be respectful, but at the same time, you want to do your job. Like you don't want to deprive your players of you know, helping them improve and helping them get better by just running some rinky-dink run plays just because you're up a couple you know a couple scores. Uh, at the end of the day, it is their job to stop you. So, I remember a couple years ago when Fulton was beating people like. 50 to 60 and hanging 70 points and I would like reach out to Rob Black like my goodness y'all beating the brakes off people he was like hey man we when we was up we, we did standard dive plays you know with our with our backups and you know you can't tell the running back just to kneel it I mean, we was running straight up the middle and scoring so at some point the defense got a man up and make a play so um, I have a question okay uh, who won the Fulton Central game last week? Why are you always trying to start stuff? Hmm? Fulton. Oh, really? So Central's 0-2? Man, you ain't right. What's the score of the Fulton game? I honestly don't know. I honestly did not know who won until just now. <laughs> I've been meaning to look it up the last couple of days. Yeah, I thought... I think I think I think Fulton won. Man. I'm pretty the, sure Fulton won. The, I, I just saw the Broadway the battle. I think that's what the the Broadway. battle of Broadway. My bad. My bad. Gosh, get it together. Was that, was that the whole Tennessee University, University of Tennessee? Did I mess it up right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Well, it was 24 to seven at the end of the third quarter in Fulton's favor. So I would say that they won. Yeah, Fulton won. They're two and zero. Nice. And Central's zero and two. What a shame. Why are you doing – why are you alienating yourself? It's just for Jennifer. Don't – don't – there's more Central football fans listening than just Jennifer. 
You yeah. giving Jennifer crap. Now you're peeing on the cornflakes of everybody else who's a central flame. Look, all I know is, is my South Doyle Cherokees are 2-0. 2-0. We're going we're, we're gonna to beat the brakes off of Scott, whoever that is, on Friday. <laughs> Next week, we're going to beat Bearden. And, and we're just going to truck along until October 8th where we just beat the brakes off of Central. I mean, Central's just not even going to know what hit them. Your feud with Jennifer Morris is great, man. Your rivalry with Jennifer Morris is great. So, uh, Other McKee says Jennifer Morris is going to throw a brick through Ben's window. No, she likes my wife too much. It's just me that she dislikes. <laughs> Leo from Harm Valley, boy, he has not changed a bit since we've been doing this show. He says, screw respect. You beat teams to the point where they want to quit football altogether. You make them question why they even – uh, started playing football to begin with. Yeah, I mean, you you do that in the course uh, of the game. But, like, when you're up by multiple scores, I'm telling you, man, that's when you start getting, you know, you start getting dirty hits, you start getting late hits, you start getting penalties. And the last thing you want is to put one of your starters in harm's way because of that. So, that sounds good, Leo, but you, you, you have to be aware of that if you are the, the head coach. Rev says, I graduated from Fulton. Had class with Dennis Rogan. Dude was special. Yeah, Dennis Rogan was good now. He was a beast. Uh, Daniel Vall says, I'm with you, Swain. Can't judge. Can't say my own name. Can't judge this team by what happened with the past games. It was a different team, different coaching. Our team is like uh, it's like what the coaches preaches, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but what you do today. Go Vols. Nelson, I cut you, Nelson. That joke, I'll cut you. I cut you, Nelson. He says, "Son, you should donate that white suit to Milton for his first volleyball." I don't have the white suit. He said he already has a suit. Milton doesn't need one. He said he had it in his car, laid out already. Yeah, this car. Yep. Did you Did you go check it out? What kind of? It's raining too much. Here's man. real quick. What kind of car was he driving? Uh, Jordan Brand. A Jordan Brand car. Jordan Brand car, blue and blue and amazing blue. Like his flip-flops that he had on. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know, man. It was raining too hard. I don't know what he was driving. You think it was a Charger, Camaro, or a Challenger? I mean, if he transferred from Alabama, it would be a Charger. But probably one of those three. If he transferred from Michigan, it's probably like a like a pickup. <laughs> like no, it's, it's like probably, a pickup you could pick up at a U-Haul. Probably a, it's probably like a Ford, you know. It is, you know. No, that's what Cade was driving. It's down the road from from Detroit, you know. You know, Motor City there. Yeah, it's probably it's probably a Ford. They probably got one for free. They probably took it back after they transferred. Uh, so y'all are doing that every Tuesday. Err, Tuesday. I just hope you're you're able to keep your days in order. I know, man. I thought today was Thursday. <laughs> Supposed to take my dog to the vet tomorrow. And I was like, what? Wait, wife, the dog is still here. Why is he not at the vet? Wait, today is not Thursday. Because then that would mean it would be game day. Lost Storm said there was a nice charger in the parking lot. Yeah, it might, might have been his, man. I wasn't there, so. It might have been his. Just say QB1 on the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite license oh, plate on campus. Uh, it, it was Jawan's, but now it is Jimmy the Jet. Jimmy Holiday's license plate says Jimmy the Jet on it. 
Hmm. Everybody knows who that, who that is now. Drives a nice little silver Mustang. Dang, man. You gonna tell, you gonna tell us his favorite color too? Uh, orange. And the social security number? Uh, three seven nine. And how five, much you weigh when he was a, four nine six nine? When he was a baby? Uh, eight pounds seven ounces. <laughs> Wait a minute. Be right back.